Welcome to the Just Three Guys podcast. My name is AJ, and I'm joined by my two good friends, Thomas and Q. Hello. Uh, today is December 15th. This is a monumental day for us, as this is the very first episode of this podcast, and we hope to have many more down the road. Just a quick summary of what this podcast is about. We're just guys being dudes. Uh, we mainly discuss sports, but we know there's more to the world. So whatever is interesting to us in the general public, we're going to try to talk about that on this show. Um, something that we're going to just dive into right away is that we came up with a segment with our friend Derek. Uh, he brought this up to us, and it's basically trying to determine who is the best player to wear their respective number and we took that a step further, and we're going to do this for every episode until we reach our 99th episode. So shout out to our buddy Derek again for this submission. Shout out, DB. And yep, Cox by with, 90. With, with that being said, uh, we're just going to dive right into it. So, Thomas, go ahead and give us your player. Um, I'm actually going to go with – see, I wanted to say Oscar Robinson at first, but the majority of his career came at number 14 for his good years at least, so – um, I'm actually gonna go Ozzy Smith, who played uh, he played okay, shortstop. Cardinals. So, you know, I think it's kind of the Wizard. Yep, the Wizard of Oz. Ironically enough, um, 19 year career. You know, 15 time All Star, won a Gold Glove I think 12 times, and was a World Series champion. So, you know. Was... Okay. Okay. Anything else? Did he do anything else? He did backflips. I mean, he did do backflips, yeah. But he he also uh, <laughs> damn near doubled the amount of time he walked, almost double the amount of times that he struck out. So, plate okay. discipline, okay. a big thing. All right, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, Q, who do you got? Um, I got the man straight out of high school, the one and only Tracy McGrady, mm-hmm. Hall of Famer, six eight two ten. A dog. He can fly. He was averaging. He was averaging 20 over his whole career, but from the span from 2000 to 2008, he was averaging about 27. And in 2003, he had his best year, averaging 32 points per game. That man used to give Kobe problems. He used to get a league problems. He just had a temper. That was the only bad thing about (laughs) T-Mac. Other than that, you couldn't find a flaw in his game. So I'm going to go with Tracy McGrady. Okay, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Um, I'm going to switch up the league. I'm going to go NFL. I'm going to say the best player to wear the number one in sports is Warren Moon. He played for the Houston Oilers. Over his career, he had 49,325 passing yards, uh, 291 passing touchdowns. He also had 1,736 rushing yards and 22 rushing touchdowns. Also with that, he had nine Pro Bowl appearances. Um, He had appearances dating from... 1988 all the way to 1997 the only year in that time span that he didn't go was 1996 um he was a first team all pro in 1990 he was the most valuable player in 1990 and also the nfl offensive player of the year in 1990 so i'm going to go with warren moon um now as far as those three guys oscar robinson warren moon tracy mcgrady who do we think is really the best out of those three I mean, well, you could throw Oscar out only because his his best years came in a whole different number. So, oh, Oscar Robinson. I meant Ozzy Smith. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, um, I mean, it's kind of hard to argue with what was said about T Mac. I mean, anybody who's given Kobe's fit, Kobe fits is, you know, he's got to be up there for sure. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna say T Mac as well. And I'm sure statistics, if you were trying to compare, you know, who overall did the best, War Moon's probably gonna come out on top just because he has all the trophies and you know everything that you'd want out of a legend. But as far as you know, just my personal opinion, T Mac was the most fun to watch. And to be honest with you, I wasn't exactly alive to watch Warren Moon, but yeah. I've seen plenty. I've seen plenty of highlights, you know, out there on YouTube, NFL Network, showing everything. And I'm also gonna have to go. T Mac is uh, my favorite player, and also, in my opinion, the best player to wear the number one in sports. So, so of all time. So, can we stamp that for for this? Is we're we're all gonna agree, T Mac here. So we're gonna go Tracy McGrady for the very first episode of the Just Your Guys podcast is the best player to, to wear number one in sports of all time. All right. All right. So um, kind of want to transition into some more up-to-date stuff. Uh, the college football playoff rankings just came out a little under an hour ago. Not much of a shakeup uh, from one to 10. We have Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, Texas A&M, Iowa State, Florida, Georgia, Cincinnati, and Oklahoma. Any thoughts on that, guys? Before I get started with my beef of Florida, <laughs> the top four, I mean, isn't going to change until after this Saturday because obviously Clemson and Notre Dame have to play each other. Yes. But with that being said, Florida dropped one spot after losing to a team, an LSU team with five losses. Well, so – Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. So with Florida playing Alabama, Alabama's favored 17 and a half points this weekend versus Florida. Do you really think Florida has a shot to beat Alabama? I mean, I guess there's there's always a shot. Do I think it's a do I think it's gonna happen? Definitely not. If Florida no. I think Florida's gonna come in with that chip. Now, seventeen points is a lot. Florida defense isn't the worst, but um yeah, I think they're gonna lose by at least two touchdowns. I think I think Florida's gonna put up points. Like I see this being a very high scoring game. If I had to predict the score, I'm gonna say forty one to twenty one Alabama. Or I could say forty one to twenty four Alabama. Okay. I think Florida I think Florida comes out hot in the first half because that's just really what they've done a lot this year. But I think that Bama defense is you know, they're gonna make the adjustments at halftime. Nick Saban's gonna be threatening them in that locker room. And they're going to come out, and Florida might get two field goals, but I don't think they'll score a touchdown in the first half, especially if they get into Kyle Trask's head. I think it's game over for them. So we're going to just go ahead and stamp Alabama for the number one team in college football going into the very last college football playoff ranking that will be coming out after this weekend. Um, the biggest question is Notre Dame versus Clemson. But Before we get into that, let me play devil's advocate here. If Florida does beat Alabama, what do you think happens? Do you think Florida gets into the playoff with two losses? Yes. You do think they get in with two losses? I do. They'd be the first team to get into the playoff with two losses. I do, and that's strictly because I think with how much of a juggernaut Alabama is, regardless, any team that beats Alabama at this point, that's just – they're going to get – some kind of love from the college football playoff committee. They would have to. If Florida doesn't make it in, they're at least going to be number five. So you think they'll be on the bubble if they don't make it in? Regardless, they're going to 
regardless, they're going to be on the bubble. I don't care if they have two losses. I still think they're a great team. That's why they only fell to number seven for losing to LSU. A, f- a five-loss LSU team? A five-loss LSU team who was horrible. But if you look at the teams that are behind Florida, there's very few teams that could really compete with Florida, in my opinion. Let's also not forget Florida benched some of their best players because they wanted them healthy for the SEC championship. And but, that was a sacrifice that they made that because they lost to LSU. Oh, so yeah, that's not LSU's it's not like, fault. It's not like they got smacked by LSU. That is true also. But I think it's going to be a different game because Alabama's never seen a Kyle Pitts. My thing is, if Notre Dame take care of Clemson, Clemson's out of here. Clemson's and out. If, That's two losses for Clemson and no and no title. Agreed. And if Agreed. Florida, if Florida beats Bama, I believe Bama would be dropped in number four. So you think, think that's what would happen? So you think Bama would go four and Florida would bump up? I I, I don't see Florida getting there. With so two you, losses. Yeah. So it see, might I'm, be I'm either A and M or I don't know. They might start looking at Cincinnati or something sewing, but. I don't see Florida getting in. That yeah. loss to LSU really messed them up. I mean, regardless, they're going to put in the four best teams yeah. in college football. It's not – at the end of the day, I mean, it's going to come down to what their record is, but it's also going to come down to who's going to have the best matchups for the two semifinals and potentially you know, being in the college football playoffs. So, regardless, even if Alabama loses, I still think Alabama's in. Uh, Ohio State – is definitely not going to be the four seed. They're going to be the two or three seed after this weekend because, I mean, they essentially have a cupcake game. Northwestern's <laughs> bad. Ohio State's going to win by multiple scores. Yeah, probably favored by 20, five. I think. They, right. So I, I don't think that's even a question. Uh, I think Justin Fields is probably going to win the Heisman if he actually plays extremely well this game and shows that he's worthy of it. I think he's worthy of it. But also, Mac Jones and Devontae Smith are up there as well. Yeah, I think a lack um, of games is going to be what works against them. It's just this year, I think Justin Fields should deserve it. He's playing flawless. I mean, Mac Jones is playing flawless. I think if Alabama shithouses Florida, it's all Mac Jones's trophy to win. For sure. It's his trophy to lose. By yeah, it's point. his trophy to lose, yeah. But the top four um, – Bama's going to be in there. I don't see Notre Dame two, beating Clemson this time around. Two and three really? is going to be interesting. Two and three is going to be see, where, you, where you get a shakeup. I don't see Notre Dame beating Clemson this time around, especially with as pissed off as Dabo is right now, just with the fact that Ohio State has a chance to be in the playoff. Yeah. I think he's going to take a lot of that anger out on Notre Dame. So I'm going to say Clemson's going to be in there. Um, Ohio State's definitely going to be in there. It just comes up who's going to be that fourth team. It's going to be very odd to see Texas A&M at the fourth team in the playoff. Well, <laughs> they should deserve well, it. I don't know. It's happened but before. I also think that if Iowa State goes out and beats Oklahoma, they deserve a shot. They, at they that could Wolves jump. Spot. They yeah, could jump if Bama loses. That's a big one. So that's, that's just, also a two-loss team, though. That's, I mean, that's that's my opinion because Georgia's not going to go up there. If Florida loses, they're definitely not going to go up there. Uh, I, I don't see Cincinnati. I think it's Texas A and M. Anyways, if, yeah, if Bama A&M. loses, Texas A and M, I think gets in because we've seen a situation where you've had a one-loss non-conference champion team get in. 
Yes. Or Notre Dame hasn't lost, correct? Notre no, Dame hasn't lost. So even if Notre Dame loses this game, I, if they keep it close, yeah. I think it'll be Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame. That's it. Ohio State just can't seem to get away from Clemson in the playoff, huh? (laughs) I think regardless, Ohio State is going to play Clemson. I I don't think they're going to stay at four unless they look at, because Ohio State played less games, games, then they'll stay at four, which I would love, love to see Alabama (laughs) versus Ohio State. That would be incredible. But would the committee actually allow Notre Dame versus Clemson a third third time? time? Yeah, that's true. I mean, you never know, tiebreaker. Nah, Clemson versus Ohio State is what the people because you because you think about do they it really is. want two do they want the possibility of two ACC teams playing each other in the national championship? I mean, we've seen it with the SEC, so I I mean I don't think it matters at this point from the playoff. From the playoff, right? I mean, we had Georgia versus Alabama a few years ago. Oh yeah, that was yeah, the we sure did. We sure so did. We have seen it before. Yeah. Well, but I, I another, guess, you know, Saturday will be what shakes everything up. I guess they'll see what happens with, on Saturday. But uh, another question with the top ten, where's where's USC at? Why aren't they getting the love that they deserve? <laughs> they the Pac-12, man. You already know that. Yeah, lack, lack of games. <laughs> yeah, and they only play five games also. They, no one cares about the You Pac-12, know, nobody, no, nobody wants to watch the Pac-12, especially now on the East Coast, because nobody wants to stay up till you know, 10 o'clock, 10.30 at night. But there's a lot of projections somehow that USC has, you know, little under 50% of a shot to actually get that fourth seed for the playoff. But I, I don't see how it'll happen because USC is not even but in the top 10 jump, this, yeah. this go round. You know, I would have seen some differences. Another another team that I'm surprised isn't up there, uh, I would think – Coastal Carolina would deserve number ten. At least, at least in the top ten, yeah. You have at least top ten because four teams ahead, with two losses above them. Granted, you know, right. granted, they're tougher division or tougher conferences and whatnot. But you know, and Coastal I, did take BYU on on what a three day notice. And I think that's where the strength of schedule comes into play. Always of why they didn't make the top ten. But I think they should at least deserve some kind of New Year's Six game. I mean, I definitely think they'll get one of the the big New Year's Six, for sure. Um, they're just going to, obviously, they're going to be stuck playing like a Georgia or, you know, a Florida, somebody along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to wake them up. To, to reality, you know, <laughs> yeah, they, go they out there and play with that. the big boys. They play Georgia, they're going to feel that. <laughs> they don't. They don't want that problem, man. They, they play Campbell. Do you even know where Campbell University is? Look, I'm not gonna look like an idiot. So it's in North Carolina. Okay, <laughs> it's in North Carolina. All right, it's a small school. It sounds like a school that would be, just be good at basketball. Like, come on, man. Georgia State, Georgia Southern. Or bet they. It. Come on. I bet man. they have like a good tennis team or something. <laughs> Come on, man. We're Wait. not going to sit up here and, and badmouth Campbell. Man, I. <laughs> you didn't even know what Campbell was. Come on, man. <laughs> you want to put Coastal Carolina in the top 10? You going to put him in the top 10 over at Indy, uh, Oklahoma, Cincinnati? <laughs> who, who you going to put him over? There's, I mean, there's no yeah. one. There's no one. Two lost Florida but it, team that not... lost to a five-loss a five LSU Bruh, team. They played 
Cannibal. But I mean, Florida would Florida would shit house them. Georgia would shit house them. I think since I think they could actually give Cincinnati a good game, and I think Oklahoma. Well, would yeah, that's two non non power fives. Yeah, o- Oklahoma found their stride. You know, it took Spencer Rattler a minute, but they found their stride towards the end of the season. So it's hard Let's to be real. Coastal Carolina has Coastal a shot at beating anybody. It would be it would be a team like Oklahoma or Iowa State where. You know they're part of the Big Twelve, where defense is non-existent. You think even that? I think Iowa State would kill them. I think Iowa State's going to beat Oklahoma, and I don't even think Iowa. I think Iowa Again. State is minus five and a half. Or I'm sorry, it's plus five and a half. And oh no, so rank. I'm not saying Coastal Carolina would beat them. I'm saying that would be their best chance would be to beat somebody from the Big Twelve. Oh okay, so. They're, they're less physical. Like the teams, like the SEC, the Big Ten, they're they're going to be too physical. I'm not putting no respect on Coastal Carolina name. All right, I can't do it. <laughs> I mean, they're. All right, who are they right, playing so if for they their? Get a, if they, who are they playing for their championship? Are they playing the Raging Cajuns? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's hard they're, to even. That's a that's a top twenty game though. <laughs> All right, let's let's saying, get look, into. The, hey, the Raging Cajuns have less losses than Florida does. <laughs> Coastal, Coastal Carolina is not going to be anywhere near the college football uh, playoff, nor the top ten, even after no, definitely not. the championship weekend. So, let's go ahead and transition into the NFL uh, Monday Night Football: Ravens versus Browns. What a best game. game of the season? The, best the, game. The, of the Browns season. doing what the Browns we are had, going to do. We had so many touchdowns. Uh, the Browns. Regardless, even if they lost, they are such a competitive team, and it makes me so happy to see them actually being competitive. It makes me happy yeah. seeing a lot of these smaller teams in the NFL being competitive. Like 10, 15 years ago, if you would have told me that Washington was going to be making the playoffs, uh, the Chiefs were w- potentially have one of the best the teams best team going in the forward for the, next, for the next 10 years maybe. And the Browns uh, have a, a record over then, 500. <laughs> right, and the Browns actually have a quarterback. They actually have a defense, and they have one of the best offenses in the league. And Baker Mayfield finally found his stride. Also, thank God. Yeah, he Freddie finally Kitchens looked like number one there. pick. I mean, I, he's paying off really well for the Browns, and I, I love it for them. But let's also discuss after all of the things that the Ravens have been through this season, with all of their COVID cases, their injuries. They're, they're back. having to take a pool mid game. They're back. I think <laughs> the Ravens. I think the Ravens are the best team in that division again, and that's you know what, what I thought going. I thought that going mm. into the season, the Steelers kind of turned that around for me, but then also, the Steelers completely just have a flat tire now, mm. and you know Juju dancing on logos and shit, <laughs> and then taking an L. Look, but we'll get into that. We'll get into be, that later. Yeah. Before um, we get to the Steelers, I want to you know. Why? Why you think the Ravens are the best team in that division? I have no clue. Yes. Um, Over who? It's you think they're better than the Steelers? You think they're better than the Browns right now? I I, I think, think they they beat the Browns, but I think you know. I still think the Ravens are better. I I don't. I don't. And I the, it goes more past the players. I think they have better coaching, and I think they have a better game plan to beat the Browns. I, Do think, I think they, they have they a better beat the kicker. Browns. Okay. <laughs> Clearly, I, I mean, mean, what what they you can't even compare Justin Tucker to Cody Parkey. I agree, <laughs> Cody but Parkey that game came down to a kick last night. But Lamar actually looked like Lamar. Yeah, that but he only yesterday. he's only looked like Lamar against the Browns. 
But that defense does not look like the Ravens' defense that we used to seeing. They gave up 42 points. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Come on. 42 points, 343 yards to Baker Mayfield. And, and the what, Browns what, a, gave a 40, up, what, 47 a 40 second drive? They gave up 47 points, but it's, it's But it's the Browns, though. So We're used with. to the Browns doing that. <laughs> Lamar didn't light it up. He only had 163 yards. Throwing, yeah. And but also. when he needed to make plays, he made plays. Oh, yeah, plays. for sure. He but almost shit himself, which he denies. But we all knew he had we, to take a we shit. All know, we all know he what cramps in the stomach. He misses a few plays. He misses a few plays. Trace McSorley comes in, injures himself. Got hurt, Luckily, yeah. Lamar's back from taking his shit. Luckily, didn't have a piece of toilet paper hanging from his britches. <laughs> comes in, fourth down. And throws, throws a touchdown over. on the on the okay, but the that first pass, play back. Trace McSurley threw to uh, Willie Sneed on third down. Yeah, yeah, that that fourth down play when he that's happened, realistically what that. what kept the kept the game alive. So it wouldn't have even happened, but Lamar was still in the moment, and he delivered. I think right now. So Browns, let me let me ask you: Are you go ahead? I think the Browns is the best team in the AFC North. I think they found their groove. I mean. The defense did give up 47 points, like we said, but Baker Mayfield is looking phenomenal. He, ever, he, since Odell, ever since Odell Beckham got hurt, he was ranked as the third best quarterback in the NFL. Right he now. looks like a number one pick now. Yes. Like, I think, like you said, the Ravens have a game plan. The Browns have a game plan. They're going to set you up with the run, and then they're going to play action you to death with Baker Mayfield. And it's mm-hmm. been working. They're 9-4. Like, it's yeah, working. They, they were on what a, a four-game win streak before yeah, last would, night. Would we see? It, they would the Browns potentially have? Would the Browns potentially have won last night if they had Odell Beckham? No, 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 no. I think they played better without Odell because Baker's it's not cool. trying to force feed Odell the ball. Yeah, and that's cool. not that's not me saying that they would have won with Odell. That's just a question up for debate. That's all that is. Yeah, um, yeah. It's time so, for Odell to get out of there. Um, it's just too many pieces. Just like in Tampa, I think it's just too it's, many pieces. It's, yeah, it's too many, too much talent, not enough ball to go around. Yeah, you can't, you can't feed everyone, and it's unfortunate because you know, on paper it looks great, on Madden it looks great, but reality. Yeah, once you have to yeah. actually get out there on the field. Yeah. Okay, so going forward, as far as who has the easier schedule, the Ravens have the Jaguars this week. They have – they even play next week. They definitely play next week. They have the Giants the week after. And I don't see who they have for week 17. But the Giants – the Giants are – they play good defense. And Lamar don't Jackson know, but struggled. But they should be all winnable games. Don't they the should be. Have, they should be. But oh, do they you play, think – I'm sorry. They play the Ravens. I'm sorry. They played the Bengals the last game. God, okay. I can't talk today. So they have Jaguars, Giants – at home, those games at home, and then they have the Bengals on the road. But here's so, the thing. They're three games back from I'm the saying, league. But they also are in the playoffs as we speak right now. But For Browns now, play, yeah. Don't the Browns play the Giants, the Jets, and the Steelers? So even if the Browns lose to the Pittsburgh, they could finish 11-5. and five. Yeah. Same with the Ravens. The Browns win one game, they're in the playoffs. The Steelers so, win one who, game, they clinch. And the Steelers play the Bengals next, I believe. So that should. Be so a, what's the tiebreaker for NFL? It would be Is so it, the rate because it goes to head to head first. So the Ravens would obviously get the nod over the Browns because they've beat them twice. Right. But it, they have to win the games to get there first. 
Yes. They're they're what the Ravens have seven wins. The Browns have nine. The Browns win one more game. That's that's basically it. Ravens have eight wins. Eight, yeah, eight, and eight five. wins. I'm sorry. Eight and five. Eight and five. So so the Ravens have to the Ravens need the Browns to lose two of their last games. Yes. I think it could come week seventeen. I think the Steelers could beat them. I don't know, man. I do not know. That Steelers defense ain't looking good, man. That that run game's not looking good either. No, I say I think, man. I think what I just said would actually go. I would probably agree with that statement a lot more had they beaten the Bills, but I'm kind of going back on my words on that because <laughs> I was I I hate it because I defended the Steelers all season. I everyone you know is talking about. Okay, yeah, they're undefeated, but look who they played. I mean, they played abs- the garbage of the NFL. But my defense for them was, regardless if it being the NFL, these are still professionals. Exactly. You, you can can't, go out you and can't you choose can who lose you play. a game. Yeah, right. Exactly. They don't pay who they play. This is just who fell in the cards this year. Exactly. So as far as who they played, sure, but – no game is a guaranteed win in the NFL, and that's that's where I was defending them so much. But then they go out, and I mean it's cool Juju dancing on logos of teams that it's cool when you're winning shit this year. I mean knowing that you know they're gonna win, but doing that against the Bills and what they have, like the Bills, best team, second best team in AFC at this point. I'm gonna say yes. Um, second best team behind mm-hmm. the Chiefs. So you go out and you do that. And then I don't know if you guys saw uh, the bit of the pregame when Josh Allen saw that and got pissed yes. and hyped up the team. Yes. And I that, mean, that's, that a, that's carried, a big boy to be getting mad too. That, ca- that carried the whole game. And this is doing the Corvette Corvette dance on the logo. Like, I feel like at that point, you know, after you lose, maybe not do it anymore because it looked really bad when you did it against – what were, what were they? A five and seven Washington or four and seven Washington? At the yeah, time? four and seven. Four, and yeah. So I think just don't do it after that. You know, do it until you lose, but don't go out there and look stupid. And that's exactly what Juju did. Yeah, it's one of those now, things. It looks good when you're winning, but as soon as you lose, people start now, to I, question it. It's really hard to defend the Steelers going forward. They're a fun team to watch. Fun? Um, Where's the fun? I'm not having I, fun, dude. I okay. I love defense, so. As far as what happened the past couple games, that wasn't fun. The past, the I'm whole de- season, they've been fun. They had the best defense in the NFL leading up to week, the week they played Washington. They See, potentially still had the best defense in the NFL. That's that's tough. The best defense. I mean, yeah, they held the Jacks the three points, held the Bengals to ten. Like, ah, these teams that we're playing, like you said, it's it's not given. Every Sunday's not given. But the talent is just different. Like, we should have been really giving it to these teams. And we're, we're barely beating these teams. I mean, I you mean, beat we, Cleveland. You beat Cleveland. Yeah, we beat Cleveland, you know, pretty sound. But if when we play Cleveland week 17, it's not going to be the same story. We're not gonna beat them thirty-eight-seven again. That's not happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not the same Cleveland team it was. 
Oh, Mike Tomlin, he needs to get a hold of his locker room again. It's it's cool having fun and all this stuff, man. But I think after coming off of two L's, Mike Tomlin's really going to tighten down on all this fun stuff because we, we got to get serious. I mean, hell, Juju Smith only had 55 yards. Like, come on, man. We only, as a whole team, we only rushed for 47 yards. Zach Moss almost had all that. He had 43 yards. He almost beat the whole team in rushing. <laughs> Big Ben looking like trash. <laughs> he, he talking about retiring again. Um, like, injury bugs starting to hit. Bud out. Devin Bush out. Joe Hayden got concussion problems. Like, ah, I didn't want to give him to the hype. I'm one of those people, when we was doing good, we 6-0, 7-0. I was like, all right, you know. Any Sunday we can lose. You know, I didn't want to give it to the hype, but all my Steelers fans out here hyping me up, and I gave it to the hype, and now my feelings hurt. So now I'm just looking for it. Like, are we? Can we beat the Colts? Can Can we beat the Browns? Uh, the Colts are on fire. So yeah, I, can, I, can I we beat think, the Browns? I don't think y'all will beat the Colts, and I I do think the Browns will beat y'all. For so the last, uh, we'll finish the season game. twelve and four. That's a good season. Which is, yeah, I mean, you would think that that'd be a win, but when you're losing four games in the last what six out of the last six, I mean? yeah, yeah, that's that's not good. Like, so yeah, I I think Mike Tomlin needs to get a hold of that that locker room again. Like I say, it's cool having fun, all this stuff. Like Thomas said, when you're winning, but we're losing. We're right, so, losing. So real quick to end the NFL talk on a positive note, we will each say something positive about our respective teams that happened this week. Uh, Thomas, you go first. Oh, we're, we're saying something positive about our teams? Something positive <laughs> about our team. So Thomas is uh, a Patriots fan. Obviously, Q is a Steelers fan, and I'm a Falcons fan. So you know we, go ahead. Go ahead. We, we took an L, so we're – Basically, uh, the Pats are basically eliminated from the playoffs at this point, so they can just tank <laughs> out the last couple weeks to get a better draft pick. You know, hey, look, I'm going to be real honest, and they, they can attest to this for me. I'm tired of staying up until, like, the 27th pick of the draft when I have work the next morning just to see them trade out every year or draft a lineman. You know, I'm I'm all for early draft picking. Get, get me out of there early. Let me get excited about getting a skill position for once. <coughs> Um, I'll, I'll go ahead with mine. Uh, Calvin really got over a thousand receiving yards versus the chargers. Uh, even though that's a game that they should have won. That was easily one of Matt Ryan's worst games, uh, in the past, I would probably say three years, but two things I can actually point out that were positive. Uh, Calvin Ridley, thousand yards receiving. He said he was going to do it at the beginning of the year. He called his shot. He worked for it. He got it. Great job, Calvin Ridley. Uh, second thing is that I don't see the Falcons winning another game this season. So they should finish <laughs> out the season 4-12 and 12 because they have the Buccaneers, and then they play the Chiefs, and then they play the Buccaneers again. Oh, so Lord. Falcons should be getting a good draft pick. Hopefully they'll go for a quarterback because as much as I defend and I love Matt Ryan, I do think it's time to go for another one. Uh, fingers crossed to trade up for Justin Fields. Probably not going to happen because they don't have like any cap room at all. The assets, uh, yeah. But I would also love to see Zach Wilson 
or Trey Lance. So that's something positive about the Falcons. Um, before he says anything about the Steelers, I, you know, just a, another positive thing. The young players that the Patriots drafted, at least on the defensive side, are actually looking good with that being, you know, Kyle Duggar and Josh Uche are playing well. So even with all the, the people that had opt out this year, like Dante Hightower and Chung, it's good that these it's great that these young younger players are getting a chance to actually go out there and learn on the fly. That way, next season when everybody comes back, you know, the defense hopefully, you know, will be better than what it has been this year. Yeah. All right. Um, for the Steelers, I would say um, uh, positive. Uh, I'm positively pissed off. Um, <laughs> We on a two game losing streak. We got Juju Smith dancing on goddamn logos. He has seventy nine receptions for six hundred fifty five yards throughout the foot. Why are you dancing? What are you doing? We stink. Uh, Big Ben's throwing picks left and right. Um, he should retire, but he won't <laughs> retire. Um, I'm I'm positive he won't retire. Um, James Conner, uh, horrible. Uh, we should have threw the bag at Le'Veon Bell, but we chose not to because we thought James Conner was going to ball out with that one great season he had. My man had 18 yards rushing against the Bills on 10 carries. That is 1.8 yards per carry. My man can't get a, a couple of yards a carry. I'm positive that we will lose against the uh, Browns and the Colts. Um, I am positive that we will lose first round of the playoffs, no matter who we play. I don't care who it is. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm off my high horse now. <laughs> Back to you, AJ. All right, all right. So uh, that was the NFL Monday and – I'm sorry, Sunday night and Monday recap. Uh, so last thing we're just going to discuss is last night into what exploded this morning, uh, Jake Paul, who is right now famous for absolutely piecing Nate Robinson in a pay-per-view fight a few weeks ago. <laughs> Uh, he outspokenly called out McGregor. Uh, he deleted all of his Instagram or who everyone who he, he was follows. following on Instagram and only follows McGregor's is is it wife or fiance? It's his right wife, now? I believe. Yeah. His wife said she was a four and said that Connor can do better. He offered him fifty million dollars for Connor to fight him. Should Connor accept this fight? Look, if if we're being Daquan, you want to say something first before. Um, I just wanted to say, um, if the Paul brothers can get Connor and Floyd Mayweather to fight, I think it would be time to you know put some respect on their name. Um, that is I phenomenal. Mean, if they can these, get those two to fight, right, that would be great. These dudes are the king of kings of publicity, and yes. I remember seeing them just on Vine, them coming up from there, and you know seeing what they are now. They are, they're great at what they do. Granted, a lot of people have questions about what they do to get in the limelight. Yeah. But, I mean, they're they're geniuses in their own realm. They're they're very you know, um, controversial, but you know, controversy sure. sells. But a lot a lot of people love it. Yeah. And yes. that's that's the main thing. So, I take nothing away from Jake Paul. I think it's absolutely crazy what he's doing. The media loves it. The people love it. The kids love it. So now here's what? here's the thing though. It's one thing to fight a guy with no sort of fighting experience. Yeah, street fights don't count. I don't care how many street fights you have. It's not the same as fighting uh somebody who trains. 
Yeah, technical. And it showed Jake Paul has been training. I think I believe he said two years he's been training boxing. Mm-hmm. Nate Robson literally only trained for this fight and did no sparring. <laughs> and you could see the the difference between, you know, how they approached everything. With him calling, like it's great. He can he should do it with all the YouTubers, all the at professional athletes that aren't actual fighters that he wants. He's gonna make a lot of money. But for him to sit there and call out a guy who fights for a living with years of a lifetime of training under his belt, he he's he's asking for trouble at that point because that's what you're really gonna see. There really is levels to that. Yeah. Not you know there was a video that came out today of uh, and they were in California and they were throwing I don't know what it was, water balloons, toilet paper I don't know what it was, but he was throwing it at uh. Dylan Dennis, who Jake Paul's also called out, and ironically enough, Dylan Dennis is uh, McGregor's jiu-jitsu coach. Oh lord! So he's been calling him out to fight, and you know, I, I think it's all fine and dandy when you're calling out these other guys who don't do it for a living. Let's also just kind of raise some respect, also. After the Nate Robinson fight, it wasn't just McGregor he called out. He wanted to know who's next, and he had actually posted this on his Instagram. He put, uh, like, pay-per-view posters that were Photoshopped of potential next uh, people to box. So he had McGregor up there. He had KSI, who is another YouTuber. Who fought um, his brother. He, his he fought own, Logan. Yeah, Logan. He had his own brother, Logan Paul. Um they did say they well, would fight each Logan other. Logan Paul fought KSI, but he also put himself and his brother up there. Logan Paul uh, also said that he would fight his brother and beat his ass. Yes. <laughs> uh, Austin McBroom, which I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know who that is. Uh, Dylan Danis and Ben Askren. So this isn't the so, first time that he's brought up something about McGregor. It's something that he's been wanting. You know, he kind of shed some shed something on it and he actually brought it up to Mike Tyson after he fought Nate Robinson and said like McGregor was a bitch or something. Look. And that that kind of was like a little sneak peek to you know what came last night. I hope he can keep doing it. He they make all the money because if you if Connor was to fight him, you know how much money that would make? You're gonna have all those all the the Jake Paul fans are gonna buy it for him and then you're gonna have all the people who actually like fighting are gonna buy because they because they want to see Connor knock him out. Yeah, who want to see a good ass whooping. That's that's exactly what it's gonna be. Yep, and that's where I think it comes back to when we had said these dude, these Paul brothers, they're so smart in what they're doing. Yeah. Because regardless if he gets his ass whooped, he he's is he's supposed to he's supposed to lose. He's he is gonna be just swimming in the money. Yes. They, I mean, he already offered fifty thousand. So. He already mil. has, or I'm sorry, 50 mil. So he already has an assload of money. But I mean, this is just even more. This is going to be just fuck around money. Here's going to be Floyd Mayweather <laughs> money. At Here's this the point. thing, though. Here's the thing. Why would you, if you're Jake Paul or Logan Paul, why would you not want to fight one of those guys? You're in a perfect win-win situation. You're going to make a bunch of money, and you're nobody's expecting you to actually win. Yeah. You know, you have those true. people out there who are. Saying, oh, Jake Paul's too big, he's taller, he's bigger. That's great when you're fighting somebody who has no type of fight experience. 
So it, it'll be really interesting to see, you know, what unfolds from this. We haven't, and from what I've seen, we haven't actually seen a response from Conor McGregor, at least on Twitter. He's not, um, I don't think you're going to see one right now. He's too busy focused on Dustin Poirier, hopefully. I, I Yeah, I, I didn't think so either. Like the last thing that had happened today, and this was eight hours ago, it's it's nine o'clock now. Um, he retweeted something from his own brand, proper, tw- proper yeah. number 12. So he's not worried about what Jake Paul is doing. I'm sure he's heard of it. You, you don't punch down. You don't want to punch down. Right. He's not <laughs> going to publicly come out until he actually wants to. Yeah. And I think if he doesn't fight Jake Paul, he's not even going to come out and say it. he's just going to ignore it and move on to what's going to be his next UFC fight potentially next it, year. He, he He's already fighting. Uh, he's fighting Dustin Poirier in January, the next pay-per-view actually. Okay. okay. The, so him, and, that, him and Poirier I mean, will have a rematch. Yeah, so – this isn't even going to be a blemish in his thought process. Yeah, yeah, he's got more he's to focus be... on now. He's got a shot at winning the title with Khabib. And he's got gone. a kid, so yeah. It, the the terms are a little bit different between Nate Robinson, who is a retired NBA player, yeah. just trying to stay and just still be the talk of the town. Unfortunately, he was the talk of the town just, for the wrong reasons. He was for the yeah. absolute wrong reasons. Might have ruined part of his life who knows um but mcgregor doesn't have much to lose here no 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 Uh, mcgregor has everything to lose here because what happens if he was to get beat and i don't even think he's gonna get beat it it would be embarrassing i don't even want to i don't even want to raise that question that's why i said I i think he has nothing to lose if especially if he declines jake paul's offer he has nothing to lose. Now, look, with you saying... He, he has his own thing. No, Connor didn't say anything, but I don't know if you've seen who did say something. My Would boy, Nate. Nate Diaz did did respond to the video uh, that was put out today, and he said Jake Paul should get his ass beat for free. So maybe we could see Nate Diaz fight Jake Paul, because I'm sure Jake Paul is going to come out with something for him, too. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. And, you know, Nate Diaz doesn't care. He's from Stockton. Yeah. If I, I can see a Stockton slap, he don't want that problem. Let me if I, if I get to see a Stockton slap, I'd be okay with it. See, he he's calling out Conor McGregor because Conor McGregor is a businessman. He's the ultimate trash talker. He knows how to sell a fight. Mm-hmm. Nate Diaz is gonna just put hands on him yeah, the yeah, whole time. Like, he's gonna beat he's gonna trash him. talk you, but he's not trash talking to sell a fight. He's trash talking you because that's what he does. Yeah. He, would, you think, would you think? Would you think? Would you think Jake Paul would actually like message Nate Diaz and be like, "Bro, it's it's not like that. You know, I can just give you some money under the table or just shut up about it." I, I do really I really think he would do that? Want... Yes, 100%. yes, hundred percent. I think he would too. Uh, he would, <laughs> like he would you said, too. he wouldn't do it publicly. But I definitely think he would do it. Right, yeah. he would like DM him or something to be like, "Hey, bro, just chill yeah, out for hey, a second. My bad, man. I I ain't right. Like that. <laughs> Side on, note. You... Go ahead. Side note. Um, Brandon Marshall was at a club. He said this on his podcast. He was at a club and he was talking about he wants to box Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua and Ruiz. Now, now isn't isn't he mental? No, like, not he's like, like, no bipolar, bipolar, bipolar. He he got it under control now and stuff like that. But um, I think Jake Paul fighting Nate Robinson has opened. It's opened a lane that open, shouldn't be open. Yeah, it's because. I don't know if Brandon Marshall was playing or he was serious, but um, he will die. Here, here's he the thing. Deontay Wilder, he would die. Here's the thing. The Nate Maybe Robinson he just needs more money. 
the Nate Robinson thing was supposed <laughs> to be in a, like a test like, oh, you can't just go out there and do this for fun. That's yeah. what all these athletes were supposed to pick up and realize. And obviously, according to Brandon Marshall, he's not picking that up. And he's picking a much bigger fight. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a lot different. He, he's, he's picking a fight with the Grim Reaper with that kiss of death in his left hand. Deontay Wilder can't even speak full of sentences. In one interview, he said, <laughs> I didn't seek him. He seeked me. What does that mean? <laughs> he would die. <laughs> Look, I, I, I seen the perfect post where they said, Deontay Wilder takes every fight like he's never going to eat again. Like that man <laughs> is going to go back to sleeping in his car. Right. Brandon Marshall doesn't want those issues. He don't want those problems. Yeah, man. so, it, I mean, it, it'll be very interesting to see what comes up or what unfolds, you know, with the Jake Paul thing. Jake Paul versus McGregor thing. Um, you know, it's something we'll definitely touch more, you know, later on down the road as more information comes out. Same thing going for the Brandon Marshall versus Deontay Wilder thing. <laughs> um, but I, I doubt that's even going to come up yeah, it for anything. Happen. Look, Yeah. So with, with, with all this talk about this fake, the fake fighting and all that, I do want to touch base on uh, the, the real fights that are going on this weekend. Okay. You know, Lay it on this. Can- Canelo's fighting. This weekend, uh, he fights Callum Scott, and then Triple G is also fighting this week. I can't remember off the top of my head who he's fighting, but uh, he Triple G still chasing the uh, the third fight with Canelo, and Canelo wants nothing to do with it. He's moved on to better things, but um, <laughs> there the UFC on Saturday, which honestly a fantastic card. AJ, your boy, your boy Michael uh, Pereira is fighting that guy who likes to dance around and yes, do backflips. Um. Fighting Chaos Williams, probably the coolest name in all of MMA at this point. <laughs> um, Greg Hardy's also fighting too. Oh, yeah. So I, saw, kinda, I saw Greg 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 Hardy's fighting. Um, it'll no, be I don't think Greg watch. Hardy's never he's never going to win the title, but Greg he's fun Hardy's to watch. A yeah, he, he is he's a fun to watch. He's going to be more athletic than the majority of the guys up there. Just yeah, because he was I'm, a, I'm excited to see another Aldo fight. He's one of the more entertaining yeah. guys out there. That, especially um, just one of those guys that isn't, you know, a huge name, especially to people that don't watch the UFC. Uh-huh. But I oh, I mean, if you, uh, no, if a lot of people kinda, know Aldo because of the McGregor stuff. I mean, if you pay attention to the UFC often, you you like Aldo in my opinion. But I think for people who just watch UFC for McGregor, Adesanya, those guys. The, the I, big names, you know, yeah. Right. This yeah. one's kind of going to um, blow over their heads a little bit. I would like to see Steven Thompson. He's, that's a good fight. So, that's the fight I, I kind of want to event, touch base him versus, with him versus Steven Neal. Thompson and Jeff Neal. Um, yeah. Jeff Neal, shout out to, to my favorite Texas Roadhouse, my Texas Roadhouse server. Uh, that man fought a couple different fights in the UFC, and then he was like, all right, well, I got to go back to work next week, so um, <laughs> it's it's going to be a good fight because I don't this this could realistically be a coming out party for Jeff Neal. He's a younger okay. guy. Um, Stephen Thompson is obviously you know a guy who's been doing been in the UFC for a while. Fought for a title against Woodley two years ago, I think. Um, it's going to be a it'll be a tough test for Jeff Neal, but if he puts on a good performance this could definitely kind of put people on notice on how good jeff neal actually is and then if that happens you know you got a 
a contender on your hands in Jeff Neal. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to see what he can do. Anthony Pettis yeah. is also coming back to fight, too. So. Hey. Yeah, Anthony Pettis is always a, a fun one. Definitely some some really good fights this Saturday to end what should be a very entertaining championship weekend with college yes, football. I think, you know, there's definitely going to be a lot to talk about on the next show, you know, with what all unfolds with the new college football rankings that could be potential. Maybe we'll put out a show prior to that and give what our thoughts might be uh, going in. Well, actually, the new rankings should come out Sunday morning after the AP AP comes out on Sundays. But I thought, oh, no, you're right. You're right. It will come out on a Sunday. It it always comes out Sunday morning after championship weekend. So Sunday night, we may have a new episode coming out where we go over what's going to be the new top 10 and what's going to be the bowl games, maybe some bowl game predictions. Um, And then also, you know, we'll do a recap of the UFC fights. Uh, So we'll have a lot more information and more content coming to you guys. Um, That will be all for today's show. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast. Uh, We're going to be on Apple and Spotify, which you're probably listening to right now. And also give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. And we will see you guys on the next show. Love you, mama. See you guys.